This episode discusses the impact of the COVID-19 lockdowns on our health centre, North Richmond Community Health. I will talk to employees from a variety of departments so we can gain insight into how the pandemic has impacted us emotionally and how it impacted our work life. We'll also explore how the centre adapted to maintain essential services during this critical period. So let's get into it. My name's Wayne um, and I work as a community liaison. And you worked in the high-risk accommodation response team during the lockdown? Yes, that's correct. Yes, the RAR team, yeah. Um, Geez, I suppose it was like um, living on the estate and working on the estate, I think, was the hardest thing. Um, Because, like, if we went to the shops, we were still basically working. So we saw clients and stuff that asked us questions in relation to COVID. So they they thought that we knew everything, but I don't think anyone knew anything at the time. We were all just living one day at a time. So, yeah. I'm Imogen and I'm a community nurse in the CUD project. Um, So I'm just getting people's experiences during the lockdowns. I know you worked here in the Hurrah team. When you go back to that time, what was the most challenging thing about that experience for you? I think not being able to speak to anyone face to face. Everything was basically done over the phone. It was very hard to try and explain to people why they needed to stay at home when they've got six kids at home in a tiny, tiny space and they're going to be there for two weeks. It's That's like a really challenging conversation to have when they can't see you, you can't like display like your empathy and you've got to try and like do it all over the phone. Yeah, they could be quite frustrated, uh, angry, upset and also just needing someone to speak to as well and vent their frustrations. I spoke to Jess, who is a harm reduction practitioner at the medically supervised injecting room. I think my biggest gripe would be having to wear full PPE, so head to toe in plastic, the face masks, the masks, and then goggles. I would regularly overheat. Like you, it, it's challenging to change your internal temperature when you're wrapped in plastic. Um, and in the injecting room, we have to have a certain level of heat to encourage the veins to be seen. By by its nature, with PPE, you can't remove it to have a drink or to go to the toilet. You have to remove the whole lot and then re-don the whole lot. It would get to the point where you (laughs) convinced yourself that you didn't want to drink water because then you would have to pee. And we were chronically short-staffed in that period too, so we wouldn't have had much cover for going to the bathroom. So it was was hard. It was my first time in full PPE, so I really got a, a taste of what our emergency services providers go through, and that was... That was... Uh, eye-opener for sure yeah and everyone's shouting because you're wearing a N95 mask you're wearing a face guard and the face guard covers your ears as well so everyone's shouting but they're shouting into plastic which bounces back straight into your ears so lots of loud noises no one's able to understand each other correctly and of course with masks on you can't lip breed which is a huge part of our communication so that was really challenging as well for our clients who a lot of them feel panicky in masks have uh, breathing issues, so asthma or COPD. Um, everyone, it was a blanket rule that everyone had to wear a mask in the centre uh, during the thick of it. Um, the PPE itself, we all look like blue penguins, so all of our individuality, our individual relationships were damaged with clients. We became this one mass of anonymity, like of anonymous workers. I'm Matt, I'm one of the GPs here. 
probably the hardest things I think were managing the fears and anxieties of both our patients and staff members because you know particularly before vaccinations there was a significant risk to people's own health by coming in on site and working with people particularly I think in the injecting room uh, was quite a high risk site for staff to work in. I think another issue which was complex was managing different health beliefs and political beliefs and I think to us it was a and is still an ongoing health issue and health crisis, but some people, for whatever reason, politicised it and brought in um, conspiracy theories and all kinds of different health beliefs, which certainly challenged our work. So my name is Ali Hassan Parvez, and I am the head of security at the North Richmond Community Health Centre. During the lockdown, it was quite challenging not to see your friends and, you know, not to see your colleagues you are working with. Uh, Most of the offices were empty um you know and uh it, it was it was very very tricky very hard uh, uh you know when you can't even shake hands and you can't even uh, you know b- 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 drink water from the same bottle so most of these clients they share food and drinks with each other so we just have to keep an eye on them as well and to tell them that guys don't share foods and uh, you know don't um, share your water bottles uh, with the other uh, uh, fr- friend of yours or clients of yours. You know, it's just not the right thing to do. So that was, you know, causing a lot of panic between uh, the clients and uh, the people. Yeah. I just want to take a moment to reflect on the themes that have emerged from our conversations with the staff at NRCH. The past few years had been a challenging time for everyone and the healthcare industry has been hit particularly hard. The pandemic has forced us to reevaluate the way we work and live and it's highlighted the importance of resilience, adaptability and self-care. So we hope it serves as a reminder of the importance of mental health, emotional well-being in the workplace and the need for support and resources to help employees cope with the stress and the uncertainty of challenging times. So in this next part of the podcast, I'll ask NRCH staff what we learnt during the worst of the pandemic and what changes we made during the pandemic that we should keep moving forward. Are there any policies or procedures that you changed to accommodate for the lockdowns that you would like to continue? I think some staff working from home some of the office uh, staff the management staff working from home has been really positive our central office can be quite lively really difficult for lots of folks to focus while they're in there so getting their workload done is super challenging when there's constant interruptions constant chaos so I think with all the the liveliness on the floor so I think that's been helpful for some client for some of our management team I think having like masks and things like that in place is always good like it just prevents um, infection even from like common coughs and colds like prevents you from coughing onto someone or spreading like um, in that way so I think that's one of the benefits generally I haven't been as sick while I've been working over this time in comparison to when there was no masks and I could get quite sick because I was just you were exposed to so many more bugs and viruses and things like that. And later I spoke to Brendan Coulton, who is the Executive Manager of Community Services and Consumer Empowerment. What's the biggest change that you noticed in staff around that time? Uh, Look, I don't know if it was a change, but their resilience was incredible, their adaptability and being flexible of 
thinking we were doing something on a particular day and then we're in another lockdown or we had to change uh, based on the set of circumstances that happened in the next five minutes. Uh, so, yeah, that was really challenging. So I, I would applaud everyone's resilience and their adaptability during that period. I, I talked a lot about th this to the staff, that it was like flying a plane while you're building it. And then we started to put a few pieces together. So the plane sort of started to take shape, but we didn't have a pilot <laughs> or we didn't have a navigation system. And then we got a pilot and then we started to kind of navigate forward, but then bits fell off the plane. <laughs> we had to put them back together. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a good way of kind of describing what that felt like. Yeah. What would you like to be acknowledged for in light of everything you went through? What would you like NRCH to acknowledge? I would like them to acknowledge that most of the staff who work at the AMSA, it's their second job in full PPE at their other jobs. They're in full PPE here. Um, so they're chronically dehydrated a lot of the time. They don't get the supports that they might need. I think it's worth noting, you know, the chronic staff shortages at that time were pretty awful, pretty overrun. Everyone sort of moved on, but not reflected on how challenging that was for them particularly. And I think the staff who stuck it out and who were able to balance and juggle and manage that role should be given a little bit of, you know, a pat on the back and a piece of gratitude. And the clients that stuck with us too, even though we had to police their masking behaviour and all of that. Yeah, just to recognise that with pretty much all the exemptions that you see in doctor's offices for masks, we would see so many times in our clients and still have to enforce them anyway. And I don't think that is quite right. I think that there is room for flexibility, but I also understand, you know, that NRCH is doing its role. So, I don't know, a bit of gratitude, I think, would be really nice for the staff to just ref reflect on how challenging it was here. It was full on. Is there anything you would like to be acknowledged for as a security guard by NRCH with, after all the hard work that you've put into and it's a unique job? Uh, well, look, they, you know, the, these people are very, very generous. They've always appreciated uh, the security work. They've always appreciated me and my team. And uh, we will just make sure that we'll uh, continue the good work and uh, keep the community and uh, NRCH safe. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely an acknowledgement that every individual had their own journey and, and perhaps continues their own journey through COVID and, and dealing with COVID uh, in our lives as we try to return to uh, a life where COVID is, the word itself is said less and, and it impacts our life less. It's hard to uh, say someone had a tougher time because each of those experiences is so unique, so personalised, and so I think that recognition of th that it did impact everybody, but we all had a different story to tell. Um, as an agency and organisation, the staff were incredible in terms of responding. People really stepped outside of their comfort zones. And We were talking earlier about how I felt like it was petty that I was annoyed <laughs> about wearing a mask. <laughs> Because it was hurting my jaw and, um, you know, the joint problems that I had. You, you were very valid in saying, no, no, that's a serious, you know, that's a valid um, concern to have. What was something, you know, similar for you where it just kind of seemed like it wasn't really acknowledged uh, a problem that you were having? Is there something like that? Yeah, um, that's interesting. Um, there were some parts of, of lockdown and um, restrictions that... 
I kind of really value and and some of that was time with my children that would never have happened on a Friday night or a Saturday night. The piece that I think I probably would want to acknowledge is just how much time, energy and effort and working long days, you know, seven days a week, it was, ex- it was really exhausting. And it has been acknowledged to a degree, but I actually don't even think I realised how exhausted I was potentially, you know, even 18 months later, was still feeling tired and fatigued uh, from that experience. And I'm sure there were others that would feel the same. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Is there any other kind of closing comments you want to make? No, just uh, I think to reiterate that the organisation as a whole uh, responded extremely well to an unprecedented event that none of us had, had experienced before. We kept the client and our service delivery going through all of those disruptions, which is just incredible in itself. People put their personal challenges aside to keep that focus. So I, I, I guess I want to thank all the staff for, for everything that they did during that period. And no matter what your contribution was or wasn't, as the case may be, for different circumstances, uh, we should be proud, I think, of, of what we were able to do. There's some still, there are some challenges still here and COVID's still here. Uh, I guess we just know a lot more and um, we're, we're certainly safer because of vaccination and, and what we've been able to do to mitigate the risks. Thanks to all the staff who participated in this podcast today. And thank you for listening. Until next time, have a great week.